High Five, episode 447. That's right, you're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you're sitting at home jamming some arena, or maybe you've been heading out to your local game store to play some FNM, hopefully fully masked. Oh, yes. Please. Uh, we are here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And, and I'm-, I'm mad at Maria because she <laughs> forgot to press record on the first time that we did Oops. this intro. Oops. This is intro take two, everybody, so it's going to be yes. extra good because we yeah, rehearsed we, we it. A rehearsal. Yeah. We didn't know it was, it was a rehearsal. While it was rehearsal. happening, which yeah. is the best kind of <laughs> rehearsal out there. Oh, brother. Where art thou? Yes. I'll tell you where thou art in this episode where yes. we're going to talk about planeswalkers. Wow. Everything that you might have known or didn't know or thought you knew but truly don't know. Correct. Because they are wild. They are wily. They have been around for a long time, but not forever. No, not forever. So Maria's going to hit us with some facts. Yeah, I went on a deep dive to find out all the information about the birth of Planeswalkers in Magic the Gathering. And it's a really interesting history. So even if you think you know a lot about Planeswalkers, you probably don't know a lot of these interesting tidbits that went into the initial design of this brand new card type that appeared with the uh, creation of Lorwyn. Yeah, so it's... uh, it's a very exciting tale. Yeah. And I don't even know most of it. Maria's going to educate me. I'm so excited. Oh, I, is- yeah. They're, you know, they're contentious to some people. Yep. They're favorites of other people. Yep. So we're going to find out, you know, where, where did they come from? Where did thou- they come from? Brother. Oh, brother. Where did <laughs> thou come from? <laughs> I love that movie. Great, great film. (laughs) But before we get into all of that, a huge, enormous thank you to everybody who makes this show happen every single week. Our supporters on Patreon over at patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you, especially to the people who have become patrons in the past week. Joker, Jason, Little FX Radio, Roth, Brian, Cole and Zach, Yay! you are all true heroes. Thank you, heroes. Especially the we've got the Joker on our side. Yeah, that's right. You do not want that person spooked? as an enemy. <laughs> no. I no. also played Roth in the tournament this past week on our patron only tournament. Yeah, what a good time. It was a great time. We flew through six rounds of Gladiator. Yes, real so fast. next time we're gonna do a best of three. Yeah. So next month our September tournament. If you didn't get a chance to play in this one, will be best of three Gladiator as opposed to best of one, um, and it's going to be a really cool tournament. Yeah. I didn't see the same deck twice. Everyone had such a good time. People oh, were so creative. What a party. It was a party. Once I think I got somebody to three or maybe even even one life and then I lost. Great. <laughs> it was True incredible. Magic. As Garfield intended. Yes. Truly. So all you have to do to get in on that tournament and all the other sweet rewards, access to our Discord, etc., is by becoming a patron over on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Thank you as well to our other sponsor, Card Kingdom at cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. The perfect place to go for everything, everything magic. Everything. Do you need singles? Do you need deck boxes? Do you need sleeves? Do you, do you need, need a commander, commander? A quick little commander deck to yeah. get your friend to play with you. They've got commander decks for 30 bucks. They've got it and they will get it to you as soon as to now as possible. That's their as new soon to now, as close to as now as close possible. to now as possible. Yes. Is their new motto we've decided. It also sounds kind of like a time travel slogan. Yeah, like, like a, a Star Trek if they started a Star Trek that was like farther in the past because it's closer to now. Oh. Yeah, I see what you're saying. As close to a, as soon close, to now as possible. It sounds like a rom com. Oh, yeah. As soon to now as possible. Like the lake house, except yes. if it didn't take itself seriously. <laughs> yeah. 
which I am more interested in, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the history of planeswalkers. Ooh. Okay. I'm ready. So, Megan, before I start off, okay. what do you know about the creation of planeswalkers? Um, okay, I know that the first ones were in Lorwyn. Yep. I know that they had one for each color. Yep. We've reached the end. <laughs> See, that's I think that's what most people knew. That's what I knew before I yeah. started in on this journey, defining all about them. So here's uh, the background of the creation of Planeswalkers. It all started, go on a journey if, with me, if you will. Okay. All the way back around 2007. Do as do soon do to do now do as possible. Yeah. <laughs> and what was going on is Mark Rosewater was assembling his team for Future Sight. Oh, okay. So Future Sight, as you may know, was a set that contained cards that were supposedly from the, the future. future. And so what they were going to do was he's like, I have a great idea. What I'm going to do is have people on this team who have never designed magic before. Oh, yeah. So that Which, you can get yeah. stuff that's like what imagine what it would be like in the yes, future like new fresh takes on yeah, stuff unconstrained by what the game currently is correct and i think that was so smart yeah and we got planeswalkers out of it as you'll soon see um and the set was going to be weird obviously so they're like well yeah. we need people with weird ideas um and uh so that was kind of the initial concept when they were going into this and the creative team um was like hey we have a request for you when you're trying to figure out something in future site they're like we need it to be easier to write magic stories yeah. That revolve around like the color pie and wizards fighting, which is like yeah, the two those, main <laughs> things. What is magic about? <laughs> the color pie? Yep. Fighting wizards. Exactly. Wizards fighting each other. Wizards fight battling. Battling wizards. And can you imagine? Like wizard story, of course, had been magic story had existed up to this point, but it's yes. a little tough, you know, sometimes to write about this stuff when cards didn't exist in the set that referenced main characters in the story. Yeah, that, or it was like every on every world, it's a different set of characters. Exactly. There was no linking between uh, the planes, as oh, it were. Okay. Um, that was easy to kind of like describe with the cards themselves. Yeah. So um, planeswalkers, as you said uh, before, they've been referenced in the art. They've been referenced in flavor text. Okay. They have card names, but they've never they were like, hey, there are these people they who exist. can travel between planes. Urza's a guy. <laughs> He's a head. Urza now is a head. Um, but they did not have their own cards. Yeah. So at some point, this person named Matt Cavoda joins the team, and Matt has done a lot of art for magic. Okay. Uh, Jaya cool. Bar Ballard is one of his cards that he's oh. drawn. That's kind of an iconic one. Wow. Um, the Feldegriff. He painted that as well. Cool. Um, so anyway, he joined this team. And he's like, I have the idea of a planeswalker. What if we did this? And everyone was like, ha, 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 ha. Wow. Rude. And basically. If you're trying to get people to come up with new ideas for you, yeah. let me give you one <laughs> yeah, hand. Exactly. Do not laugh. Don't laugh them out of the room. Like, people are like, no, dude, this is. Well, it, it was under a time crunch, too, because yeah. from some bad planning. Sorry, this goes back a long time. Uh, some bad planning. Future Sight's timeline had to be constricted. Uh -huh. And so they're like, Matt, this idea is too wacky. We don't have enough time. We don't like, have time to do we this. We can't do this, buddy. Yeah. But All right. he believed in his ideas so strongly. Good for you. That he wrote a letter to the team. Wow. That's right. He actually put pen to paper. 
you know, this was back in what did, 2007, 2007 when people were definitely still writing. There was no computers, <laughs> no computers, no typewriters. No, you had a block of clay and a stick. Yep. <laughs> and that's how you got your ideas across. He walked down to his local printing press <laughs> and said, excuse me, may I do some typesetting? Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because and I just I love this part of the story because he's like, no, my idea is good. And you're all going to listen to me. Great. Good and, for him. Truly. Good for him. And this is what he wrote. Hey, guys, a few weeks back, I brought up the idea of a planeswalker card mm-hmm. type. I don't think I did a great job explaining why it could be a very important part of growing the magic brand and unifying design and creative, which is what we talked about before. Yeah. I want to sell you guys on the idea, not only because we in the creative department feel very strongly about its importance and potential coolness, <laughs> but also because I will need all of you to help pound out the kinks and make it a workable idea that will not be ignored just because it's not functionally plausible. Yeah. The important yeah. thing about these cards is that they are not creatures that you can order around, <laughs> which I love that yeah. idea. <laughs> they are their own bosses and the closer they can get to feeling like a pseudo player and not a controlled permanent, the better. Yeah. Isn't that cool? I, I just love it too, because like you can see the people like trying to get the idea of it into their heads, but it's like kind of fighting them yeah. on the way They're out like, of what? their brain. <laughs> So this is what he had initially for his first idea about Planeswalker card type rules. Number one, whenever an attacking creature deals damage to a player, that creature's controller may have it deal its damage to a Planeswalker instead. Okay. Which is kind of similar to what ended up happening. Two, Planeswalkers may be targeted as if they were players. Okay. There you go. Three, when a Planeswalker takes damage, put damage counters on it equal to the number of damage it has taken. If it has greater damage... Uh, on it then it's they called it a walk number like Great. planes walking yeah like a walk number. instead of walking. it's the number like if you go below my number i'm gonna walk yeah i'm walking i'm then walking remove it from the game yeah, yeah. Um, Planeswalker cards are not, quote, under a player's control. <laughs> so he really thought of them as separate beings. Yeah. And they are legal in all formats. So those oh. those are his initial ideas for Planeswalker cards. And then at this point, after receiving this letter, Mark Rosewater's like, you know what? You're right. You're right. Wow. Yeah. Good. Isn't that great? Yeah. And what a testament to like people being a boss in a situation and being like, you know what? I was wrong to reject you at first. Yeah. And I have changed my mind with this new information and I'll move forward now in a new direction. That's great. Thumbs up, Mark Rosewater. You made the right move. Um, because yeah, it's such a cool idea. Wild. So this is and I this was his initial ideas. His so um yeah, this is the initial idea from Matt Cavoda of what a planeswalker could be. Yeah. This is not a real card. <laughs> Yadarb the Twisted. <laughs> Yadarb. First of all, great name. Yes. This costs red, red, blue, blue, black, black. Okay. Very expensive. It's a goblin. And it's separated okay. into axe. Oh. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. This, you know, might you might see this stuff come back into play uh, yeah. later in Magic. Mm, Act okay. one. Yarb the Twisted deals four damage to each of the players with the lowest life total. Wow. <laughs> Uh, and he says acts are abilities that would be played at the end of each player's turn in order one per turn after the last act is played the card is removed from the game oh my goodness that's literally a saga yep can you believe it literally a saga developed in 2007 this is a saga all the way back in the day i just i couldn't handle this when i learned this so it's amazing and it's so cool because it's like yeah this is what happens act one two three boom then your planeswalker's gone yeah. act two they're like i planeswalked here to deal for damage yeah. deal for damage <laughs> goodbye goodbye 
Here's two more acts on Yadarb. Act two, Yadarb the Twisted deals four damage to each of the player's lowest life total once well, again. Once again. And act three, the players with the highest and lowest life totals switch their life totals. They're like, hey, okay, I'm here. Deal four damage, deal four damage. Swaparoo. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, Mark was like, yeah, this is really cool. I was wrong. We have a huge job on our hands, but the, he knew that they had to get it right. If they were going to do it, they're going to do it right. Because this would be the first time that yeah. they ever made a new card type. Yeah. Was wow. Planeswalker. Now, we're not talking about arcane or whatever. That yeah. doesn't count. We're no, talking about not a subtype. An a actual new card type. Type type. Okay, so he's like, all right, well, we've never done this before. I'm going to lay down five golden rules okay. for when we're working on permanence. Treat permanent. others the way you want to be <laughs> Number treated. One. Number two, chocolate in the break room. Number three, free foot massages. <laughs> this is From what I, whom? This is what I wish I... Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Number one, this is a new card type, and it has to act like one. If we can recreate what these cards are doing as an existing card type, then we have failed. Wow. Yeah. So they're like real serious here. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, it had to have the, it had to capture the flavor of being a planeswalker. Someone whomst planeswalks. Someone whomst. You know, it's just yeah. got to feel like it. Uh, number three, we want these planeswalkers to be good, which I think is very funny, but I feel like you guess you have to say you it. You gotta say it. Yeah. And he's like, also, there's certain areas that R&D has found problematic, like fast mana. <laughs> so planeswalkers have to be good, but they can't step on a design yeah. landmine, as he put it, like a lotus. Yeah. Uh, number four, the planeswalker design has to be simple enough for people to get it, has to be a little complex, but not so much that people just don't understand. And number five's got to be elegant. Ooh. Yeah. I love that. It um, has to wear a top hat. It has to wear a top hat, a monocle, and a tie. And it basically, has to feel comfortable at a nice party. It needs to be Mr. Peanut, <laughs> who always feels comfortable at a nice party. Unless there's, there's peanuts no snacks. being served. Yeah. <laughs> Unless there's no snacks. What if? Would you eat a giant human-sized peanut? Here's my question. <laughs> what if you were a peanut? Who went to a party where peanuts were being served as a snack? <laughs> you got to get out of there. And I right? mean, right now. Like you, you're like, this is a setup. <laughs> uh, my brothers and sisters. Uh, Horrifying. Do you think Mr. Peanut feels a kinship. That's a good question. Two other nuts. Because actually, to be fair, he's the one who markets them as a snack. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's really messed up when you it's think about it. super messed up. Does he see himself as more peanut or more man? He must see himself as more man. I agree. Than peanut because he's over here being like, eat, Ooh, eat, eat these, these delicious, delicious peanuts. peanuts. And also, don't wow. even get me started on M&Ms. That stuff is really freaky. Yeah, which part? That they're all alive? <laughs> that they're all alive, encouraging me to eat their brethren, and that they have, yeah. like, romantic relationships, and there's, like, a sexy one, and I'm just like, no! <laughs> <laughs> I would like that to be separate, please, from my just random snacking. <laughs> like, whose idea was that? Yeah, I'm and with the you. green one will be a lady. lady. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so thankfully, the people who made M&Ms do not make Magic the Gathering. Yes. Anyways, elegant. <laughs> elegant. Uh, yes. And it also has to have, be a permanent, and it needs to have a mana cost, which seemed kind of like no-brainers to us today, but back yeah. then, they didn't know. Yeah. So this is what they're like. All right, let's sit down and do it. And this is my favorite part of the story, what they ended up doing. They decided to iterate on a Richard Garfield design that he had made for the original Ravnica. 
Ooh, okay. So I love this because whenever we get something really cool and magic, I feel like Richard Garfield is the person behind it. Yeah. <laughs> Which he did something like sagas. Like sagas. Exactly. That's, was in there. So yeah, that and so what he made originally for Ravnica was something that played on the city theme, a new card type called structures. Oh. So these are like buildings or whatever that gave you a special effect like an enchantment. Um, and what happened is these artifacts could be destroyed, but only after taking a certain amount of damage from creatures that could attack it like they were tearing it down. Oh, yeah. Weird. Isn't that so weird? That's super weird. I feel like I've had this idea before, but that's just essentially what a planeswalker turned into. Yeah. But yeah, it was like a battlement or whatever. And then the creatures like attack it. Yeah. It's so cool. Very cool. And so they're like, we love this idea, but we don't have enough design space in Ravnica. We're already doing too much weird stuff, so we're not going to use it. Yeah. But they're like, ooh, we could come back to this and make this the new planeswalker. Yeah. Yeah. So this is where the idea of loyalty comes in, as well as redirecting damage to to planeswalkers, mm -hmm. um, which is what... what what we, I guess, used to call it. And they're like, but now we have to figure out what these actually do. We have got yeah. that. We've got the design tenants. We've got the base structure thing to build off of. But what the heck do they do? What do they do? Well, they said they needed to have a plan. They had to come into the battlefield with a purpose. Okay. They're not just around to do whatever. No. They're like, I've got my stuff I'm good at. Exactly. Okay. They're not just like a creature who just does whatever you say. They're another sentient being Wow. That is hanging out with you. Love the word sentient. Yeah. <laughs> and they, the original design you remember from Matt had the, um, had the ability to happen one, two, three, boom, yeah. gone. And they're like, oh, what if it just loops back to the start? You do one, two, three, loops back. And they were really okay. concerned because they like, I guess creatures, you know, back then they were a thing, but yeah. they were just becoming more of a thing. And they're like, what if your opponent can't attack these things? And they just yeah. keep happening. That's going to be really, really bad. Yeah. Um, so what they decided to do is make some monocolor decks to test out early designs. And what happens is uh, the effects would go off at the beginning of your upkeep and then loop back around for the abilities. So it's uh, essentially act one, act two, act three. Start kicks off at your upkeep and then loops back. Once it hits three, it goes back to one. Okay. So here's an example of an early design. Fendari, four green with nine loyalty. <laughs> Sorry. <Oof. laughs> That's All right. So, can you imagine getting a five mana, nine loyalty planeswalker today? Wow. 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 Anyway, this is what Fendari did. Uh, number one, put two 1-1 one, one green sapling tokens into play. Lose one loyalty. Oh, So okay. this is how they're trying to deal with the loyalty yeah. issue being there forever. Two, for each sapling you have in play, put a 1-1 one, one green sapling into play. Lose one loyalty. Great. And three, all saplings get plus five, plus five until end of turn. Lose three loyalty. Wow. So there is no cost for these things happening. Like we have now to like activate. Like you don't pick the cop. Like you don't get to pick which one. It just happens, it just happens. and the loyalty comes off. Correct. Great. Yeah, it automatically triggers your upkeep. Boom, you get these saplings. Boom, you get more saplings. Boom, yeah. they all get plus five, plus five. Wow. <laughs> Seems good. Just going to put that out there. 20 power? Seems okay. strong. Um, yeah. 24? Because I assume they're one ones? And like this one. So we're going to lose one, one, two, three, four, five. We're going to lose five loyalty the first time okay. this goes through. No way to add loyalty, obviously. Uh, here's another one that I love. Vittorio, five blue for eight loyalty. One, target player draws two cards. Lose one loyalty. <laughs> 
Great. My kind of guy. <laughs> Two, target player gains control of target artifact or creature with a converted mana cost equal or less to than the number of cards in that player's hand lose to, to loyalty. Boom, go back up to one next turn. <laughs> like, you're just drawing a million ten you're cards. You're just drawing a million cards and taking control yep. of permanence. Yep, there you go. Woof. Vittorio, what a dream. Vittorio. So what do you think happened, Megan, when they gave these cards to the Future Future League? The future, they were like, these are busted. They're like, this is so busted. <laughs> so yeah, they gave them to the FFL to play with. And this is the group of play testers that does, you know, the future of what magic learning look like in yeah. standard. Their reaction was they hated them. Wow. They hated them. Yeah. Why did they hate them? Because they said they felt robotic because oh. you just play them and then boom, 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 boom. This stuff happens. You have no control. Oh, interesting. You know, it's just going off. It triggers at your upkeep. You don't choose anything like yeah. you do nowadays. And this was actually done on purpose by design because they wanted the Planeswalkers to feel like independent, you yeah, know? Yeah, they're like, I'm here to do my thing. Yeah. Like, check it out. Here I am. I'm Planeswalker. I'm helping you out. Like, hey, nice to see you, but yeah. like, just leave me alone. Do you know what? The more we talk about this, yeah. the more wild it is, the, the more incredibly like interesting it is because it's not intuitive. No, no, it's not. No, like it's being like there's loyalty and you pick which one. Yeah. We've been playing with them for so long. It's just like, yeah, whatever. That's what happens. Right. Yeah. That's how they operate. But like, not original. It's kind of a miracle that they arrived at it, but it's I not agree. a miracle. It's just good design process. Yes. And here's the thing. Like when somebody, I'm going to talk about this in a minute, but when somebody was like, you've got to have the player choose. People fought back against it. They're like, no, that doesn't make any sense, right? Because it kind of doesn't. Yeah. If this is supposed to be its their own, you know, character. If it's, yeah, if, it's their, if they're their own person. Like, they are going to make their own decisions, and yeah. you're like, you're kind of controlling them. Anyway, but that was a concession they had to make in order for people to wow. get on board with this. Because, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, right, like, whatever request you're making of the Planeswalker if it's a big request, it takes a lot of loyalty. Yeah, they're like, mm, whoa. Whoa. I'll help you out, but exactly. I might take and a break after. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I'm going to need to chill. There you go. That's a good way to look at it flavorfully. Like, yeah. So what happened? Um, because the FFL was like, no, we're not doing this. They scrapped them from Future Sight. And this is actually a fun fact. So the green one we were talking about, Fendari, was put into Future Sight as a Planeswalker. And they had to take out other cards to make room for Fendari. One of the cards they took out and then put back in was none other than Tarmogoy. Wow. So we almost didn't have Tarmogoy. Whoa. Yeah. Can you imagine? The iconic magic card. Like yeah. one of the top of all time almost never existed. Yeah. Because of this Planeswalker Wild. design. But they're like, no, scrap it. Move it to the next set. Tarmogoyf goes back in. And uh, Mark says he got notes back from development about Planeswalkers. And the notes were, quote, fix these. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. What? Fix wow, these. what a power move. Fix, fix these. Fix these. Thank you. I'm going to go get my foot massage and chocolate in the break room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. I'm going to show you a picture of what Mark drew Fendari to look like initially. It's a stick figure. It's a stick figure. It's a stick figure. You may know he designed, uh, look at me on the DCI, which is also stick figure. It's also a stick figure. Great. It's a stick, stick figure, figure with like then next to it is just a little huge, no, I shouldn't say little yeah. huge text box with all of the abilities. Yeah. But that's what it originally looked like. Wow. 
Oh, that's that really, weird? really strange. Yeah. So it's like vertical art of the planeswalker, a huge text box next to it. The yeah. loyalty is like up in the upper left hand corner and the name is along the side. Yeah. Weird. Wow. Very so weird. So they're like, okay, we're kicking him out of future sight. Yeah. Next set is Lorwyn. Yeah. So the team decided to make a list of what they liked and didn't like from the five failed walkers they designed <laughs> from their failures. Yeah. Number one, they liked that they had a mana cost, which we talked about this, but yeah. it seems like, duh, yeah. today. But here's the thing. Uh, Matt's initial idea was that planeswalkers came into play, like they manifested themselves. They popped onto the battlefield. Right. They're when, like, I've arrived. Here I am. Once a certain condition was met, like say you have four yeah. creatures, boop, there's your planeswalker. Yeah. So like no mana cost. They're like, oh, I heard the, I heard four creatures. Yeah. It's like when you pour water on a gremlin, it just, there is yeah. their planeswalker. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you just get it. But the team was like, oh, they should have identities based on color and stuff. And also so they can't go in every deck yeah. and whatever. So, yeah, very smart. And also some people thought that they were going to end up being like vanguards. You know what I mean? That was an initial idea. Like um, if you play Momir, that's a vanguard. It starts oh, yeah. the game in play or in whatever. Play, yeah. Um, and it just has an effect, and those They're don't like, have no. mana cost. They're like, no. No. Uh, so they also have to be a permanent. Uh, they liked that they had various effects that happened once a turn, and they also liked that they had loyalty, that creatures were allowed to attack loyalty, and also that you could redirect damage to the yeah. Planeswalker. Interesting. Yeah. Here's what they did not like about those initial designs that might have ended up in Future Sight. Number one, having no control over what the Planeswalker is going to do. <laughs> yep. You know, yep. yeah. Um, uh, Mark says, I'm just going to read this verbatim because it's very interesting. It is my belief that this is the number one reason the robotic planeswalkers were perceived so badly by R&D. The only decision you had when using planeswalkers was when to play them. In addition, it was very frustrating watching them do stupid or worthless things. <laughs> I love that. You're like, bro, what are you even doing over there? Making saplings? Uh, thanks for showing up, I guess. I don't even need those. Like... <laughs> Okay, cool. Thanks, Fendari. I really needed these. I really two needed these. Thanks, bro. Uh, <laughs> planeswalkers were supposed to convey a sense of power, not powerlessness. This brings me to a, a, an important debate, one we had numerous times. Does allowing a player to make choices for a planeswalker take away the sense of autonomy? The answer we found was yes, but only a little. We felt that the added flexibility made up for the increase of strategic gameplay, um, or excuse me, the increase of strategic gameplay made up for the lack of like Wait, what am I trying to say here? Planeswalker agency? Yeah, exactly. So they're like, this is a sacrifice, you know? And yep. he, he was one of the people on team like, I don't know. I don't think they should be able to do it. Yeah. But here, here we are. And the other thing they disliked was having no way to keep your planeswalker around. So like those abilities kept minusing. Yes, they only went down. Correct. So uh, what can you do? Another frustrating part of the planeswalkers was that while your opponent had ways to speed up their demise, you had very little ability to slow it down. The more we examined, the more we realized that it created a much bigger problem. <laughs> if we limited what a planeswalker could do by using its loyalty as a cost rather than having a preset order like one, two, three, like we saw, then the only way to force planeswalkers to build upon some larger effect and this was another quality we liked about the original design was to allow the planeswalkers the ability to add loyalty otherwise they could do their big effect the first chance they had to use an ability which is kind of anticlimactic uh this issue drove a lot of changes interesting yeah so yeah. i never thought about that but like gosh 
learning all this made me like R&D is hard. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. And Mark Rosewater is really good at it. Yeah, just like, holy canola oil. Like, oh, yeah, maybe what if we don't want them to go around? Well, now we need plus abilities. Well, how many plus abilities? How yeah. easy will it be for people to attack them? How? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um. Also, I just want to point out, like, it's really cool listening to this, too. Yeah. Because so much of the stuff that they, like, listened to and then discarded, you hear come back later, yes. right? Like sagas exactly. in that first one. Like, um, kind of like the Vanguard thing, you can kind of see in Companions. Yes, right? absolutely. Where you have to, like, your starting deck meets a requirement, and so you get to have it exactly. in this extra zone. Even, like, the only minus abilities, which came around on Planeswalkers and War of the Spark. Exactly! Like, all of this stuff, it just goes to show that, like, in the creative process, even what you're discarding might have value later. Don't throw it all away. No. You know? Hold on to some of it. Yeah, precisely. I love that too. So here's a here's a plan to fix them. They figured they were not that far off from where they needed to be. The preset order of, of abilities was a big issue. So they're like, okay, what can we do about that? Should they go off randomly? <laughs> Oh my goodness. Can you imagine? Can you like imagine? You, just, you have a planeswalker and you're like, time to roll a die and see which one of these things I get. <laughs> or should the effects be chosen? And they said, well, market research shows players do not like random effects, which now saying that nowadays has a very different meaning yeah. than seeing it back then. Because hello, we just introduced a set with a bunch of random effects. Yeah. Although we've talked about how they mitigated that. Yes, they yeah. certainly did. I mean, on Planeswalkers, it would be way weirder. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So they were like, well, I feel like we're in between a rock and a hard place. Random seems really bad. Choosing seems good, but the Planeswalkers lose agency. And eventually we all know that's what they ended up going with. Yeah. Um, key change was also to move the loyalty change from part of the ability to the cost of that ability. Yeah. So instead of just like, oh, this one goes off, you lose a loyalty. Instead, it costs a loyalty for this to happen. Yeah. Um, and this means they had to put in abilities that added loyalty, which of course we now know. And they made new Planeswalker creations for Lorwyn, one of each color. And you're going to wow. see how similar they ended up being to the final result. Hermia the Black, which ended up being Liliana. Wow. Spoiler alert. Hermia. Oh, man. I mean, it's, great it's a name. great name. Three black black for six loyalty. Plus two, each player discards a card. Minus one, each player sacrifices a creature. Minus ten, return all creature cards in your graveyard to play. Wow. Wow. Very similar to what ended up being the actual original Liliana from Lorwyn. Yeah. Liliana Vest, three black black for five loyalty. Plus one, target player discards a card. So pretty close. Yeah. Minus two, search your library for a card, then shuffle your library and put that card on top of okay, it. Okay, very different. Different. Minus eight, put all creature cards from all graveyards onto the battlefield under your control. Wild. Almost the same. Absolutely wild. Isn't that so cool? It's so cool. So, Yeah. They were handed off to development. And that Liliana is what en ended up happening. So the tweaks they made from Hermia um, and the other walkers, which they designed under the single color note. Um, the ability changed from being an upkeep trigger to being an ability that could be used once per turn anytime you could cast a sorcery, which is obviously how they work now. And this was probably the biggest change they made from those original designs um, and helped make the cards more relevant as they are now able to have an impact the turn they come into play. So you don't have to wait yeah. to your upkeep. My, uh, number two, all Planeswalkers were given a positive loyalty ability. Wow. And they thought this was super important because a player had the ability to strengthen the Planeswalker just as the ab opponent had the ability to beat it down. Yeah. Uh, number three, all Planeswalkers were given an ultimate. 
Yeah. Which is a really cool third strong, super strong third ability. And number four, all planeswalkers got a plan B, um, which the design team said, hey, we, we like the fact that they have an original plan A, but maybe it'll be cool if the, that's not working out or not relevant right now. We give them something else to do. Yeah. So two different routes to victory, essentially. And that would give them more variety in play as players would have options on how to use them. And that is how we got the original Lorwyn 5. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. There you go. That's the story of Planeswalkers. Um. And part one. Part one, yeah. There's so much more to talk about. so much more has come around. But the, for you, what is the biggest standout of things that we talked about from the from the origin story, if you will? Um. Wow. I think, like I was saying, just how much of the stuff that they tried and discarded yeah. has ended up coming back around. The creative reuse of ideas. Yes, absolutely. And it's so smart because it's like, why throw away all of this good stuff? We just have to put the good stuff in a new pot, stir it around a different way. Boom, yeah. something great will come out. Which is how you make soup. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I I love the part yeah. about um, Richard Garfield with the with the the building structures from original Ravnica because I didn't yeah. know he consulted on that set. Me neither. The only one I remember was him consulting on Dominaria. Yeah, and that's where we got sagas. And I think we can kind of see this Garfield like thing that he's like interested in making different like zones of the game or yeah. whatever. Interesting, different combat decisions. What are they called? Structures. Yeah. Um, I had no idea about that before this. Yeah, that's absolutely wild. And how much work went into creating this new card type over multiple sets, so many different iterations, like almost not happening because people were like, this idea is too bonkers. Get yes. out of here. Yeah, the number of times that it was just like, yeah. people were like, no, that's like laughable first. No, like, get out what? of here. No. no. Or design just being like, take, no, take no. this back. No, take this back. <laughs> take this back. Fix this. Fix this fix this and i really would love to see more watsy internal memos after learning that that was like fix this this. yeah um and then we had the original five planeswalkers in lorwyn which is where we started and from there of course we all know things got really wild yeah and we ended up in places like with cards like oko thief of crowns oh my gosh yeah do you think (laughs) do you think that like someone Someone who could time travel would go back to the original and be like, don't make these. Stop. Stop. Certainly some magic players would. Yes. When Planeswalkers first debuted, um, even though they were based off a Richard Garfield idea, you know, he wasn't happy with them necessarily. Really? Because he didn't like the idea of Chase Rares being in uh, packs. Oh, because, yeah. Because, yeah, he wasn't into that. So, um, and then, of course, some players didn't like them because they thought they made the game too easy because oh. you had a really powerful card that you could just play and you're like, plus, <laughs> fart. You know, like, I don't have to be super smart. I just played my dumb planeswalker. Now you lose. Which is really strange because they do make up for a lot of decision points. Yeah, that is true. Um, And so, yeah, that was kind of the early main criticisms of them when Mm. they first came out. But now they're just a part of our life and we live with them in our basements. (laughs) (laughs) Liliana's down there being the Babadook. (laughs) No, Garrick is the Babadook. Garrick, when he gets yeah. all murdery. Yeah, is the Babadook in your basement. Wow. Now that I'm saying that, somebody please make a Garrick Babadook altar because yes. I just think it fits. Oof. I just think it fits too, kind of scarily well, honestly. But or I feel like, I don't know. We have to think on it. There's others too. 
Like, is Ashiok the Babadook? Oh, Ashiok could be the Babadook. Like, they kind of have a real Babadook vibe. <laughs> They're a nightmare weaver. I'm getting a Duke Duke vibe from the Duke Babadook from vibe Ash- from Ashiok. <laughs> There's so much more we can talk about with planeswalkers because we've just barely scratched yeah. the surface. Um, so we'll come back to this topic, everybody. Again and again, I'm sure. Because there's really lots more we could talk about. And it's so, so very interesting. It's, yeah. You know? Now they're iconic. Now they're everywhere. Can you imagine? Okay, one. Can you imagine magic without planeswalkers? One, yes, because yes. there are some sets where they're not very relevant. Mm-hmm. But also, it would feel a little empty, wouldn't it? I think that there, there's def, there would definitely feel like there was something missing. Something was missing. It's kind of hard to say because we've only ever played Magic with them. Correct. I have. If you're a player who played before Planeswalkers, we'd love to hear your comments about like kind of what you think yeah. about it now that they're such a huge part of the game. Yeah. Um, and even more wild, can you imagine Magic without Richard Garfield or Mark Rosewater? <laughs> no. Like, it's kind of why And like... Obviously, straight up wouldn't exist though. Tons. I mean, yeah, <laughs> Richard, <without>. but <laughs> yes. Like, but if you had just like made the base, and then was like, peace out, bye, goodbye forever. I shall never, I shall never think of this again. Yeah, exactly. Um, obviously, there's tons of really super talented people that yeah. work on this stuff. Yes, but it's just kind of wild. I mean, what what luck for um all of us truly that we got two such enormously passionate people yeah. and really smart people to help put this game together. Um. It's just kind of, and like very inventive, right? Like yeah. there's a, such there's such a level of like creativity and inventiveness. Like think back before magic existed. Magic is like now so iconic, and you know it's just such a part of the gaming sphere. But before it existed, nothing existed that was remotely close to what magic is. Yeah. Nothing. Nowadays, we got a lot of stuff that's like magic. Yeah. Back then, zero. Wild, which is really weird to think about. Yeah. You could like, I want to play a game. Okay, do you want to play Monopoly? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to go trade Risk. baseball cards? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I had so many hockey cards growing up. Weird. Minnesota. <laughs> hey, everybody. We're here to say thank you to Ultra Pro, another one of our incredible sponsors, by showing off their little cute figurines. Yes. So these are Dungeons & Dragons. But it's very relevant right now because yeah. many of these are in magic at the moment. Like these ropers. Look at uh, these ropers. They're figurines of adorable power. I love that. Uh, they're so cute. There's <laughs> there's these two ropers. These ropers. There's a black dragon. There's a bullet. There's a goblin, which is not, Wait. we'll be honest, not cute. Here's this goblin. It's not cute. <laughs> I mean, it, that's subjective. To each their own. Fair enough. Someone, not my own. Somebody loves this goblin. That's true. But Megan, what would you do if I put this goblin and it just showed up in your pillow in the morning? <laughs> oh <my goodness>. I <laughs> would jump. I would jump. They're, they're, um, they're, they're super, super cute. cute. So yeah. if you love like collectibles, maybe you're a little Funko Pops, but you're looking for something a little bit more magic or like D&D-E. Yeah. Check these. Hit them up. Check these cuties out. So we now have an affiliate link through Ultra Pro 2 that I'll put in the notes of the show. So if you want to buy anything through them, just click our little link and you can can go right on over to Ultra Pro's website. You can get that sick boom box, deck box. If you tried it out last week. Still thinking about that deck box. (laughs) Nice. Well, everybody, that's this episode of Good Luck High Five. 
Wow. Thank you so much. much. Yeah. What a, what a fascinating dive it was on magic history. Absolutely. I, I learned so much. There was so much that I didn't know. Do you ever think about that? You're living at the point in history, like say magic goes on for however many more years, like a hundred more years, people will not be alive, you know, that were there at the beginning. Wow. That's kind of wild. Sometimes I think about that with improv. Like we're yeah. near the start of the beginning of improv, truly. Not like really, because I mean, yeah. they did it back in Italy or whatever, but like since modern interest. Yeah, modern improv. Started. Huh. We're pretty near to the start, honestly. Yeah, but some of the people that made it have died. That's true. And it's like, isn't that really kind of weird to think about that you're at the yeah. start of something? Yeah. I mean, the, the end of humanity. In, but <laughs> yeah. So ah. maybe, maybe never mind. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when you were like 100 years from now, I was like, you're like, nah, optimistic. Nah. I hope so. I genuinely, obviously, yeah, I really hope so. I but hope so, too. We'll see. We have to know? make it past the dinosaurs. Come on, everybody. Come on. We're not on track for that. You know, I was thinking about this and I was like, you know, humanity got big brains. That was what we got. Okay. Mm-hmm. But in the end, was it a positive evolutionary trait? No. No. <laughs> it was not. No, it wasn't. I think that's such a funny way we to think about been it. Dumber. <laughs> Man, we should have been dumber. We just a bit dumber, you know. They could have just stopped yes. at some point and be like, mm, that's Didn't smart enough. Really just keep it. But it's okay. We're just a key. Sims game and we'll get to the end of the Sims game and it'll restart and we'll just do it all again. Ooh. I think all the time about what in my life I would change if I had a second go round. Oh, what would you do? There's just like, not, there's not ever like. Kill Hitler. <laughs> I. I would go back and be alive <laughs> during a different time. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my God. I, I don't know, man. It's just weird to think about. But you can't ever really because you go back with the knowledge, yeah. you know? Yeah, like you would, you're just reliving it. But, like, you got to hope, right, that, like, if you did this again, maybe you would make some other decisions. Maybe, yeah. Like, what are the chances that you make the exact same decision every time? I think it's pretty low. At That's, some point, you're going to be making other choices. This is Well, are you just making them other choices? Because just like, if, even without any outside information, you're just making them differently each time you yeah. go through? Oh. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I think that given a, given a random choice, like, even if this scenario was exactly the same. Sure. You make so many of those choices that some of them are going to be different. I, th- I wonder about this too. Like what if humanity is an experiment and we run the experiment a whole bunch of times yeah. and we just see how many different little changes, the butterfly effect, end up being big changes in yeah. the universe in the simulation run by weird aliens. I hope we're a simulation, honestly. <laughs> it really takes the pressure off. I'll tell you that. Yeah, man. <laughs> anyway, come back next week, everybody. Right. Patreon, Car Kingdom, Ultra Pro. Real weird <laughs> Existential talk. <laughs> you know, we break into existential talk very often on the show now. It's an existential <laughs> game. <laughs>